At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network, and we're in for three great hours as we wound up seeing some great college basketball on Saturday. We're going to be recapping that. We wound up seeing a interesting Colts versus Patriots game. The Colts able to get the job done, so. We're going to be discussing that a little bit here in the first hour. Then in hour number two, going to be looking at a lot of college basketball that's going to be coming up for Sunday. And then we've got a nice NFL slate that is going to be broken down in the final hour as well. Because once it winds pitting midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern, that means that everyone in the continental 48 states is going to be having themselves an NFL Sunday. A little bit of a smaller NFL Sunday than we expected with a couple games being pushed to Monday, a couple games being pushed to Tuesday, and... Well, if you're betting on these games, you got to be taking note of the new COVID-19 protocols that the NFL is having. If you are like me, you're just sort of saying, you're like, please just tell me who's in or who's out. Because when it comes to a lot of these, it's very hard to know what is going on from, I mean, I wish I could use something different, but hour to hour. So, I mean, it certainly has been interesting, but it certainly is something that as well. When it comes to like the Cleveland Browns, the Rams situation, all that good stuff you've got to be taking note of who's going to be playing who's not going to be and what guys are going to be a little bit of a game time call because that is going to affect how these games wind up being played out and i'm going to do my best to keep everything straight here because we are seeing very fluid situations to say the least we'll get you caught up on that a little bit earlier before we wind up diving into those games unfortunately when it comes to the rams and the browns they are not going to be teams they're going to be playing on sunday so that is a little bit of a good thing because trying to 
get all that information and try to make a handicap on a game would not be very easy. So we're going to be breaking down just a whole bunch of things just on the show in general over the next three hours. Going to try to squeeze in a little bit of NBA as well. But first things first, we've got to go to the hard one and take a look at everything that we wound up seeing in college basketball. Unfortunately, we did wind up seeing a couple canceled games. I was looking forward to seeing Tennessee and Memphis, them playing at like 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. That is a game that unfortunately wound up getting postponed. But the games that we did wind up getting were very good. I think that the race for number one in college basketball is as competitive as we've seen the last few years, as we know. Last year, it was Baylor versus Baylor and Gonzaga being your top two teams. And Baylor and Gonzaga are probably going to be there once again this year. When I take a look at just who to gauge as number one for one, if you ask me who's number one in all of college basketball, I'm going to counter with what day are you asking me on? Because I mean, it feels like it's a very fluid situation because you can make a good case for Arizona right now, in my opinion. They wound up being able to get the job done. Did not cover, but we're able to get an outright win against Cal Baptist. And if you're wondering why Arizona did not wind up covering this game, for one, they were laying about 27 points on the clothes. And for two, they wound up having Cal Baptist go six of six to start the game, including five of five from three. And then from there, they wound up actually pretty much outscoring Cal Baptist by about 37 points. So if it wasn't for just a big giant outlier of the first five minutes, they controlled the game and they wound up exceeding the spread. They wind up getting the win by a count of 84 to 60. And when it comes to Arizona, I absolutely love what I'm seeing from this team. If I were to base a team right now on talented talent alone, personally, I would actually still have Gonzaga as my number one team. Just if they were to play anyone on a neutral court, Gonzaga is my number one team. Arizona is a very, very close number too. I mean, we talk about half points and everything like that. The difference is less than a half a point at this point. I mean, you would have things like scheduling spots, what neutral court they're actually playing on, things like that. That would be deciding who would be the favorite in this game at this point. I've obviously got Purdue up there as well. And the separation between Gonzaga, Arizona, Purdue, we're also going to be throwing in their Duke. I really like what I'm seeing from them right now as well. And Baylor. The separation is less than a point between these five teams right now. I mean, I'm just going to call what it is. You've got just a lot of good teams right now. As I mentioned with Arizona, they were able to soundly beat and cover, or not cover, but soundly beat Cal Baptist. After the first five minutes, they were able to cover, but certainly you wound up having that little bit of craziness. But let's go to Gonzaga, a team that I think, when it's all said and done, they are still going to be there. They were able to get a very good win on a neutral court against Texas Tech in a little bit of an earlier game. And this is a style basketball that we just haven't seen from Gonzaga. A very slow and grimy game, 69 to 55. They wound up opening up right around about an eight-ish point favorite. They moved my line. I wound up setting this line at 10 personally. This winds up closing anywhere between 10 and 10 and a half points. So the money did wind up coming in on Gonzaga. And clearly it was very much justified as you wind up having Gonzaga do a great job of being able to control this game with regards to being able to make threes. Now, when it comes to the tempo, Texas Tech was able to get their tempo, and they still wound up losing by 14. And I think that that's what's most impressive about this year's Gonzaga team is that it feels like they are going to be a team that's going to be trying to play in a couple of different styles because you do have two dominant big men down low, Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren. They only wound up combining for 12 points in this game, but you had Holmgren be able to give you 11 rebounds. Both of these guys are very unselfish passers as well. And Andrew Nemhart, let's not forget about him. A guy that while he was at the SEC a few years ago, he was averaging right around five and a half assists per game. He in this game went four of eight from three, 16 points, six assists, three steals, four boards. 
The guy is a sad sheet sufferer. You've got Anton Watson coming off the bench. He was able to give the team 10 points. I think that the depth of Gonzaga does have a little bit of work to do because you do need Hunter Sales to be a key for this team moving forward. Maybe not even a key, but just a guy that you're able to look to for, I would say, 10, 12 minutes, be able to give you about six points. That's what you're looking for out of him. So you do need a little bit more of something there, but an X factor that is a little bit under the radar for Gonzaga is their sharp shooter, in my opinion, in Regier Bolton, who was able to go 5 of 10 from three-point range in this game. So I thought that that was just absolutely critical for this Gonzaga team, and they were able to get it. A team that I think is right now on my power rankings, I've got them number three, but like I said, this is just so close right now between these top teams. Purdue, they are looking very solid. When it came to Purdue and the loss that they wound up having against Rutgers, they just wound up having an absolutely cold shooting night. And even in cold shooting nights, I think that Rutgers is going to be able to pull out a bunch of games because of what we wound up seeing on Saturday. They take down Butler by a count of 77 to 48. And the big thing for Purdue, you've got two big men that are able to do a tremendous job down low. Zach Eady came in off the bench for 20 minutes, and he had 14 points and 11, me- and 11 rebounds. Meanwhile, Travion Williams, he had 10 points, 6 boards in 18 minutes in a starting role. Got a pair of guys that are able to split minutes and are able to do a good job of it. And you've got unselfishness as well. What we've noticed with Purdue is that the leap that you've seen from these guys from year 1 to year 2 has been absolutely tremendous. Meanwhile, you take a look at some of these teams that they wound up running it back. They had a bunch of seniors that decided to come back for their COVID fifth year. Juniors that decided to come back for their senior year. The list goes on and on. It's just not the same jump as the freshman to sophomore year one like Purdue is having right now. And I think that that is absolutely critical for them. I think that you're going to see when it's all said and done, Michigan be probably at the very minimum in the top three with regards to Big Ten. I recognize that it's not necessarily been a good start, but I liked what I saw out of them today as well. They were able to take down Southern Utah and they were able to do so by right around 35 points. I mean, this was just an absolute beatdown that they wanted putting on them. And it's a team that has had their good moments and they've had their really, really bad moments. And we've seen that with a lot of teams in college basketball as well. You can say that about Oregon. Oregon is a team that when the calendar winds up reading February and March, I think that they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. And I think that they're a team that is going to be able to heat up at the right time because they do have a tremendous coach in Dana Altman. They once again did not wind up having it on the site against Baylor by kind of 78 to 70, but you did have to like what you saw from the team early on. And the reason why Baylor winds up covering this game is 12 out of 23 from three point range. But I will give this disclaimer when it comes to Baylor and we, they to put it to you this way, when it comes to Baylor, I liken them a lot to that Memphis team that we wound up seeing in 2008 when they wound up playing against Kansas in the national title game. We remember Memphis had all sorts of talent. They had Derrick Rose on that team. Lots of good three-point shooting. Lots of guys are able to rebound the ball. You certainly had a very good and cohesive group. The one thing that Memphis did, though, is that they were terrible at the free throw line. Baylor. They went 8 of 18 at the free throw line in this game, and they entered shooting about 65% at the free throw line. Those of you guys that wound up taking the early number because this one wound up opening up at 8, you were either able to get a push on Oregon or instead of getting a win on Baylor because this closed more around 7 to 7.5 depending on your book. So if you wound up taking the close on Baylor, you were able to get there. But what might have wound up costing you some money on this day was free throw shooting, and I do think that it is very critical to gauge when you wind up having these spreads of 
a team laying six, a team laying eight, when you have the underdog and you're getting six to eight, you know that they're not going to be hacked like lumberjacks when it comes to the these sorts of circumstances, whereas a team like Baylor, who's right now laying the points in this sort of game, they are, but I think that it is going to catch up with Baylor. And it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. You wind up seeing it with Memphis, it happened at the absolute worst time, but I think that it's really critical to be taking a look at a team that's right now shooting after this performance, it's probably going to be something like 64% at the free throw line for the season. And that is a big concern that I have with them. Baylor is right now the number one team with regards to eight people, but I can't put them there just because of that big concern. They play absolutely tremendous defense. With regards to points allowed on a per possession basis, they are in the top 10. And it's not like I think that Baylor should be like outside the top 10 or anything like that. That would be absolutely ridiculous. This is a team that they are very good down low. Jonathan Chama Chachua is doing an amazing job down low of being able to rebound the ball. Adam Flagler is a good sharp shooter for this team. We have seen LJ Cryer really be able to hit some threes as well. I like what I've seen out of the freshman, including Kendall Brown, but and when you wind up shooting right around 63, 64% of the free throw line, that is just not going to cut it at some point. And it's probably going to be the worst point humanly possible. It is going to be something that winds up popping up for Baylor. And if you're looking to bet on Baylor when they're in a circumstance like this, where they're laying seven points, they're laying eight points, it's something where you're probably going to get away with it from time to time, especially if you want to blank seven in this game. Baylor was unequivocally better than Oregon. They were able to catch up with them in the second half of the game. But when it comes to just moving forward in Big 12 play, because as we know, Kansas is out there in the Big 12. You've got yourself a team like an Oklahoma State, who I recognize that they haven't looked the best, but they are going to be a fearsome team. List goes on and on. That is something that you don't want to be messing with. So I think that that is very critical. And what else is critical is to be able to take a look at the NFL. Coming up next, we're going to give you guys just what we have found out with the new COVID-19 protocols and take a look back at Patriots versus Colts. That's on the Greg Peterson Experience next, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. 
I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker available now on VSN.com for you to be able to keep up with all the key NFL props. Head over to VSN.com to get the current odds as well as movement each week to be able to follow trends and find the best value. You're able to track this for odds to be able to win MVP, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, and so much more. Check out Prop Tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every single game. Now at vcin.com slash NFL as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience right here on the Sports Betting Network. And we wound up going through a little bit of what we wound up seeing in college or in college basketball in the first segment. Now we've got to take a look at just everything that's going on in the NFL because once we wind up hitting midnight Pacific, that'd be 3 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be going hard and heavy with regards to the NFL betting board for this one, but you certainly have a lot of moving, shall we say, when it comes to all these COVID-19 protocols as to who's going to be available or not. And if you're someone that is right now, just like myself, diving into this and taking a look at things, what you've got to be doing is, for one, just gather up as much COVID information as possible before you wind up making a bet on any of these games that you think is even somewhat questionable. You are better off losing just a little bit of point of value rather than just diving in headfirst, not knowing, all right, are we going to be having Odell Beckham Jr. in the fold for the L.A. Rams or not? Because you've got a lot of movement when it comes to this because it looks like Odell Beckham Jr. along with Daryl Henderson, they are going to be available for the Rams. Now, when it comes to the Browns situation, because you did wind up seeing the NFL lining up making some tweaks with regards to everything that's going on with COVID-19, even if you do wind up testing positive, as long as you're asymptomatic, there's a good chance that you are going to be able to get out there on the field. But obviously, this is also subject to change. We could wind up seeing something that winds up coming out on, like, Sunday afternoon, that winds up changing things. I mean, it's just been absolutely crazy trying to gauge everything that is going on when it comes to this. But it does seem like you are going to have more and more players active for a lot of these games, especially the ones that are going to be taking place on Monday and Tuesday because those are the ones that they wind up getting shifted around and wind up getting moved around a little bit. So those are the things that are going to be the toughest. Now, when it comes to Washington football team, you just gave yourself a big, giant calamity as to what's going to be happening as to who's going to be playing quarterback. I 
Don't know about you guys, but not knowing who's going to be playing a quarterback, I cannot bet on a team that has a mystery quarterback because we all remember what happened with the Denver Broncos last year when they wound up playing against the New Orleans Saints and they wound up having, oh, I forget the name of the guy, but he was the former quarterback over there at Wake Forest. He was like a practice squad wide receiver. They wound up having to throw him out there at quarterback, and we all know what happened. The Denver Broncos wound up completely like one pass in the game, and it was one of the worst displays of football we've ever seen in our lives. So that was not necessarily so great. By the way, Broncos currently a three-point favorite against the Cincinnati Bengals. So you've got that going on, but it certainly is going to be just very difficult, in my opinion, to be taking a look at everything that is going to be going on with this. But it was very easy to see, in my opinion, what was going to be going on with this game between the Colts and the New England Patriots that we wound up seeing on Saturday as you wound up seeing the Colts be able to get a 27-17 to win. And quite frankly, it was a lot of window dressing late from the New England Patriots because they wound up going into the fourth quarter down by multiple scores. They were able to score pretty much all their points in the fourth quarter. Not pretty much all their points in the fourth quarter, but I mean, Jonathan Taylor right now looking like one of the best players in the NFLs. You wound up having him go off for a buck 70 as Carson Wentz went five of 12 in this game. So they pretty much pulled out the Patriots sort of playbook that they wound up doing against the Bills about a week and a half ago, and they wound up just using it against them. And Jonathan Taylor, if it wasn't for the way that things are structured with the way that MVP voting is, I would think that it would be worth a stab on him to be able to win MVP. We just know that it's unfortunately become a little bit of a quarterback's award. And I mean, even if you think that Jonathan Taylor should be MVP, even if I think that Jonathan Taylor should be MVP, and right now, I'll tell you right now, if I were to pick someone to be able to win MVP in the NFL, the most valuable player to their team, I feel like is Jonathan Taylor. I think that it's just become a little bit too much of a quarterback's award. And unfortunately, the way that things are determined are not necessarily by the stats, but they're by the people that wind up voting on these awards. And the people that vote on these awards, well, you've got yourself a bunch of people that they're always like, oh, who's a quarterback? And they really don't look past that. And I would be looking at Jonathan Taylor as Offensive Player of the Year. Cooper Cup has had himself a very nice year, but I would still take Jonathan Taylor, especially with what he was able to do in a big win against the Patriots, because all of a sudden, I've been talking about this one on the show a little bit. If there's a team that I was taking a look at about two, three weeks ago, that was way out of it when it came to their division race that might be able to climb back in. It might have some value at, I pretty much put the line of demarcation at north of five to one. I was saying it was the Colts out there in the AFC South. And all of a sudden, if the Tennessee Titans winds up losing a game or two, I recognize that the Titans do have the tie break when it comes to this division. There's a chance that they might be able to get in there. And I do think that the Titans have a good chance of winding up losing against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday. This is a Titans team that has been flailing quite a bit the last few weeks, ever since Derek King Henry has been out of the fold, I think that everyone wound up just awarding the Titans as being the champions in this division. Heck, I've heard some talking heads on radios being like, oh, the Titans might be able to get the one seed in the AFC. Have you seen the Titans team ever since Derek Henry has went out of the fold? I have, and, well, they wound up losing to the Houston Texans. They were able to take out the Jaguars, but as we know, the Jaguars were being coached by Urban Meyer, so that pretty much... Yeah, that, that's all that needs to be said with regards to that. And they wound up losing to this very same Patriots team by 23 points. Granted, that was a road game, but the way that the Colts are playing right now, they are very dangerous. If you're looking at a little bit of a flyer, I know that our good buddy Jeff Parles, who preludes me on Beeson's Bet Center, he was, took a little bit of a piece of the Colts to be able to win the Super Bowl. I think that he wound up getting 30-1. to 1. 
I don't think that that's a bad bet at this point. I personally am not one that really dives into futures, but if you're looking at something on the board, I don't think that that's a bad stab at all. As a matter of fact, I think that the Colts are looking like one of the best teams out there in the AFC. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, they've been able to round in the form. And the team that they want to play tonight, the New England Patriots, they've been able to do a relatively rock-solid job as well. But I would not want to be taking my chances with Mac Jones out there in being able to win the Super Bowl, being able to get to the Super Bowl, anything like that, just because we wound up seeing him get a little bit exposed in this game against the Colts. Now, this is a Colts defense that they started out relatively sluggishly, but you have to take a look at this Colts defense a little bit differently now versus how they wound up entering the season because this is a Colts team that they were dealing with quite a few injuries along that defense. Darius Leonard is one of the top defensive players in all of football. Now, obviously, Aaron Donald, I feel like, holds that title of the top player, but when it comes to guys that are most impactful to the defense, Leonard is certainly up there. You've been able to see the secondary play much better as well with guys like Sandejo along with Xavier Rhodes being able to hold it down in the secondary. DeForest Buckner and Quiddy Pay were a little bit of disappointments towards the early part of the season. You've been able to see them be able to come through and be able to do a very good job of being able to hold up and hold down the run game and what I will say about the Patriots as well is that it does need to be noted that obviously you did not want to have having Damian Harris at the running back spot. And I think that that's going to be critical. You can tell that the Patriots did not want to rule them out for this game, but obviously the long game is a little bit more critical for them as the Patriots in this game, 19 carries 81 yards, which doesn't sound too bad, but I mean, still you were having to rely upon Mr. Stevenson to take the bulk of the carries when you're relying upon that. That's just not necessarily a situation that is ideal for this team. And when it comes to Patriots in general, you do have someone in Hunter Henry that I do like. He was able to help out Mac Jones quite a bit in this game with multiple touchdowns. But when Mac Jones has to try to create, when he doesn't have that ground game around him, it certainly does lead to a little bit of a tough situation for him. You can tell that he's going to be a solid quarterback. He is going to be a guy that I think is going to have a lot of success in this league for years to come. But, I mean, it's pretty much all rookie quarterbacks that they need a lot of help starting out. A big reason why you do wind up seeing a lot of these younger quarterbacks be able to have success is because they do have all those weapons around them. I mean, you just take a look at all these guys that wind up getting these big giant contracts. When Russell Wilson wound up being able to get his money, all of a sudden the Legion of Boom wasn't able to be held up. And then you wind up seeing the Seattle Seahawks. I'm not going to say no, Zai, by any means, because they're a team that they make the postseason year in and year out, but they're not the same team that wound up making those back-to-back Super Bowls. So that is something that is obviously very critical to a team. When you wind up having to ink that quarterback a whole bunch of money, they wind up getting exposed a little bit more. Just look no further than the Baltimore Ravens with Mr. Joe Flacco. That was obviously a case in which we all knew that he probably wasn't worthy of the money. He wanted to have a nice run. The Ravens said, all right, we'll just pay you. And then, well, we wanted to see what wound up happening from there. Now they're hoping that Lamar Jackson is able to take them to those heights before he really winds getting his big money as well. But when you just take a look at this New England Patriots team, I do see some reasons to be concerned. Obviously, I think that a lot of those are going to be shored up when Harris winds up getting back into the ground game for this team. And the defense is relatively solid. They wound up running into a Colts team that, has been one of the best offenses in all of football. And when you just take a look at this New England Colts team in general, if you were to match them up against the Kansas City Chiefs right now, who would you wind up taking? Because if you wound up putting them on a neutral field, obviously that is not going to be the case when it comes to the AFC championship game, AFC postseason in general. But if you were to put them on a neutral field, I think that there's a good chance that the Colts would wind up winning that game because both of these defenses have been so improved and you still have 
They pair a very good quarterbacks. Carson Wentz, before he wound up having that injury in Los Angeles a few years ago, was looking like an MVP candidate, and he is someone that did not wind up throwing it a lot in this game, but just overall this season, I've actually liked what I've seen out of him as well. So when it comes to the Colts, I think that this was a big giant win for them, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens moving forward with regards to some of these official races, because I think the Colts are still live when it comes to the AFC South. What else is very live? Just college basketball in general. We're going to take a look at a few more results that we wound up seeing on Saturday, and then turning it forward to Sunday right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season has kicked off, and VSN has got you covered with our all new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every single bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions for you to be able to make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every single game or you just want to find a couple key high-value props, the VEASAN Bowl Betting Guide can help give you an edge no matter what you are looking to do with regards to these bowl games. So get your digital copy today for only $19.99. That is at VEASAN.com slash bowl guide altogether. No space in there, as It is a great Peterson experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We took a little bit of a look back as to everything that we wound up seeing in the NFL on Saturday and just how these COVID protocols are going to be adjusting a lot of these games. Now, fortunately, when it comes to the Sunday slate, you're not going to be seeing as much of an effect with regards to these games. So it should be able to keep things relatively clean there. So we are going to be able to break down these games with a little bit less panic in the final hour of the show. So we're going to be doing that. But also have to take a look at what we're seeing in college basketball right now as well. We're going to be touching upon some games throughout the entirety of the back half of this hour and then obviously into the 11 p.m. Pacific and 2 a.m. hour. But you've got to be taking note of what we're seeing with regards to some of these teams that I will call them just fades at this point. One of the biggest fades in all of college basketball this year has been Oregon State. And what we've noticed in college basketball this year is that a lot of these teams that coming into the year, they were just tremendous against the spread the last three four-ish years. They have been absolutely terrible this year. I want to bring through what wound up happening with Oregon. They were one of your top cover teams in all of college basketball the last few years. They have been absolutely terrible this year. Oregon State, among teams that have at least one cover to their name, has the worst cover rate in all of college basketball. With their loss to Texas A&M, they are now 1-10 against the spread. They lose this game 83-73. to I didn't know it was possible to give up 83 points to Texas A&M. This is an Oregon State team that they clearly had one of the most fraudulent runs in the history of college basketball when they wanted to make it to the Elite Eight. And guess who was betting on every one of those games in which they were able to cover? Yep, that's right. I was absolutely loving it because I thought that at some point they were going to wind up losing, but they would just continue to cover like the eight points, lose a game by five or something like that. But no, they just kept on winning, and that probably wound up just setting these lines a little bit too strange. And you know how many wins outright Oregon has right now? One more than the man sitting at this desk right now. I mean, they have lost on their home floor now to Sam I. Amford, Princeton. They wind up taking this double-digit loss to a Texas A&M team that we're going to call what it is. They're not the worst team in the SEC because, fortunately, Missouri and Georgia exist, but they're not a good SEC team. There is that, but, I mean, man, you just take a look at this Oregon State team. 
one in 10 against the spread right now. You've also got a team that's going to be playing on Sunday. We're going to hit on this game in a few minutes because this is a pop-up game for those of you guys that love my podcast, Coast to Coast Hoops, now part of the Visa Family Podcast. You're not going to be hearing this because this is a game that literally popped up a few hours ago. I wind up having to record the podcast before I wind up coming on here, but Drake was supposed to play against Chicago State. Chicago State was unable to play the game, so now Drake is going to be playing against E.T. Martin. Drake is going to be entering in this game 1-9 against the spread. Their one cover was actually their first game of the season, so they have literally failed to cover each of their last nine games. And coming into the season under their coach, DeVries, they wound up having the best cover rate in all of college basketball since he took over during the 2018-19 season, entering the season. So that tells you just where things are going with that aspect of as well. That has been very much tough for this team. Georgia Tech has been one of your better cover teams in all of college basketball ever since Josh Pastor wound up getting there. They're now 2-8 and eight against the spread. They wind up losing against USC, and they wind up losing that game by double digits. Michael DeVoe has been very solid for this team, but really past that, you've had absolutely nothing going their way at, as of right now, so that has been a bad situation. And we got to talk about North Carolina. This is not a team that has been necessarily dominant against the spread the last few years, but I mean, just... What do we make out of this team at this point? Kentucky is a team that was absolutely terrible against the spread last year, but that was just a case and circumstance of them having a bunch of freshmen, COVID year. I mean, they, Duke, all these teams that want to bring in one and done. You sort of figured that with all the situations that are going on, that they would be just in for a rough year. That was certainly the case. Now Kentucky is being able to return to promise, and I really do like what I'm seeing out of Kentucky right now. Oscar Sheboy wound up being able to put up a double-double, and this was pretty much your no-sweat winner of the day if you wound up taking it because, I mean, the fact that they wound up saying Kentucky is only a two-point favorite in this game, I do feel like was a little bit befuddling. They closed two and a half, but, I mean, man, still, it was one of those cases which I looked at my four when it was all said and done. It's like, man, why did I only put this at four? Because, I mean, it was, a, it was a bet on Kentucky, but at the same time, it's like, man, I really gave a little bit too much respect to this North Carolina team. Obviously, a team that is in transition for the first time in a long time. Roy Williams winds up leaving the program. Now it is under Hubert Davis, and it was a team that early on this season, they were doing a great job on offense, and then they weren't able to pick it up on defense. Last few games, they were able to do a solid job on defense. In this game, they looked bad on offense. They looked bad on defense. I'm pretty sure that the towel boy wound up blowing his assignment where he was supposed to give water and towels to someone, and he didn't wind up doing so. I mean, this team is in just all sorts of disarray. I do think that this speaks to Kentucky being when it's all said and done, a team that's probably going to be making the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. I can't put them in, like, my top five or anything like that, but they're a team that, when it comes to my power rankings, I do have them in my top ten because you've got a guy in Oscar Sheboy that's able to take over a game. When it comes to offensive rebound rate, in terms of guys in all of college basketball from the 2018-20 season to now, when he's been out there on the floor, because obviously he wanted missing a bunch of time last year at West Virginia. He's been the number one team with regards to offensive, or he's been the number one guy on any team with regards to offensive rebound rate in all of college basketball. He is absolutely tremendous in Kentucky finally has some outside shooting as well. They brought in Kellen Grady, who has averaged at least 17 points per game in all four of his years at Davidson. Went off in this game for five of seven, three-point shooting. And then when it comes to North Carolina, just a bunch of talent that it doesn't feel like it necessarily meshes together. Armando Baco wound up having 22 points, 10 rebounds. I like what you're able to get out of Dawson Garcia. I like what you're able to get out of Brady Manick. You've got Caleb Love and RJ Davis. We're able to combine for right around eight assists per game. But it just feels like this team doesn't necessarily know what direction they're going in right now, if that makes any sense. Because when I watch this team, I always am scratching my head a little bit and sitting here saying, all right, what the heck is going on here? So that is certainly a takeaway that I wound up having. By the way, 
little bit of a bulletin. I'm just seeing this myself. Buck Showalter, now the New York Mets manager, so that is going to be very interesting. When we wind up getting baseball, who knows, but you know that on this network and on my podcast, everything like that, I'll be giving you baseball once that winds up coming back into our lives. So hopefully that winds up happening relatively soon. But as of right now, what we've got is college basketball, and we've got a college basketball game that currently does not have any numbers, but since I'm not going to be able to give you this on the podcast, I'm going to do it for you right now. We're going to go 771, 772. This is an added game. So those of you guys who are wondering, where is this on my book? Well, you're able to prepare for it right now. And I would say this is a game that you're probably going to see come up. If you're out there on the East Coast, 7, 8 a.m. If you're out here on the West Coast, closer to 5, 6 o'clock-ish. That's something that you're going to be able to take a look at. It's going to be UT Martin and Drake. I want him just setting my line right now because this is a game that popped up literally a few hours ago. I would say like when I was in transition, going from my house over to here to be able to do this show. That's when this game wanted coming on the betting board, but I wound up setting Drake as a 21 and a half point favorite in this spot. When it comes to UT Martin, this has actually been a team that I would have probably put as more like a 26 point underdog like a few weeks ago. I've actually liked what I've seen out of this team. You've got a guy in KK Curry. Why is it coming in from South Alabama? He's been able to give this team six half rebounds per game. Does a relatively rock solid job. And though Drake, I want him running through it. They've only covered one game this year. It's not because they've been absolutely terrible. It's just a fact that bookmakers have overvalued them a little bit this year. This is a Drake team that wanted coming in with a lot of hype to be able to get an at-large bid into the NCAA tournament. I feel like with their loss to Clemson about a week or so ago, that has went by the wayside a little bit, but this is still a relatively solid team that they've got Tucker DeVries, the son of the team's coach, and he's been able to do a great job. He's a good statue suffer when it comes to this team. He's able to give you right around 13 and a half points. He's able to pump in their four and a half rebounds per game, and take a look at this Drake offense. In terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, this is one of the better teams that you're going to find in all of college basketball. They shoot as collective 36.5% from three-point range. The defense does need to pick it up a little bit. This is not quite the same defense that we wound up seeing in past years, but when it just comes to sheer points scored on a per-possession basis at metric, this is a team that's 43rd in all of college basketball. Keep in mind, there's 358 D1 teams, so they've been able to do a good job there. You do have a guy in Garrett Sturts, who is one of the more I guess you could call it get his nose dirty sort of guys in all of college basketball because he's right around six foot three and he's able to give this team six and a half rebounds per game. He's actually been their leader there. He gives you a seal and a half per game. So he's just a guy that does a good job of being able to mix and match. And when it comes to this UT Martin team, it's been just a complete and utter overhaul. You may recall that their coach wound up actually passing away like two weeks before last season and they literally did not return a single guy that averaged at least a point per game from last season so their entire roster is made up of transfers and to their credit they've actually got four wins right now a couple of those wind up coming against ninety one teams but really the key for UT Martin being able to stay live in this game is going to be KJ Simon a guy that's able to give you 18 points six rebounds per game he's chipped in there two steals a block and a half so this guy does a great job of being able to fill it up when it comes to UT Martin as well they do shoot 67 percent the free throw line you take a look at their defense and it's been one of the lesser ones in all of college basketball this is a team that's looking to run and gun meanwhile you got a Drake team that's in the bottom 75 when it comes to possessions per game so I settled on this game at a 143 and a half with regards to my total and this is a spot in which I want to setting Drake as a 21 and a half point favorite anyone that's going to be looking to bet this in the AM by the way I will throw this out there this will be at the bottom of the betting board because it is an added game so always look to the bottom when it comes to this and we're going to be looking to the top a little bit later on as we're going to be looking at college basketball games for this Sunday giving you guys some picks and analysis next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN the Sports Bank Network
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Save 50% off a of VSN all-access subscription for the rest of the football season with our big game special. Get access to our in-depth matchup analysis, trends, and picks for every single game and spot on the schedule, including our exclusive betting splits, showing you where the money is going for every single game. Sign up today, and you'll also get our daily best bets emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video, plus our all-new college football bowl betting guide covering every single game for only $39. You're able to get this at vcin.com slash subscribe as we're back here on the Greg Peterson experience with myself, Greg Peterson. And when it comes to everything that is going down right now, I'm very interested as what's going to be going down with regards to college basketball. As I mentioned in the last segment, you've got a couple pop-up games that are right now happening in college basketball. And just 
I'm going to throw this out here right now. If you're looking for a couple games that you do not want to be betting because these games are canceled. Chicago State versus Drake, that is a game that is not going to be happening. You also got Bethune-Cookman versus Florida International, Vermont Northeastern, Longwood, St. Francis of New York, Norfolk State versus Loyal Chicago, and Bryant versus Cornell. I know that there are some books that have these listed. Do not waste your time on that. Do not wind up betting those games because they are canceled. You have no money to be made on these games. You are literally just wasting your time if you're looking to handicap them right now. Save your time. Look at the games that you are able to handicap. So that is a big reason why I wound up doing that in the last segment as well. The preview of Drake versus UT Martin just because it's a game that's currently not on the board. And you just want to be able to pound the number early because we know that when it comes to openers, when they wind up getting laced the day of, and many of you guys can probably relate this, when it comes to the NBA first fives in the NFL, that number is going to move, and it's going to move quickly in a lot of cases. So that's why we wound up doing that. So hopefully you guys were able to follow along there, and hopefully you guys do appreciate it. And if you ever have questions, comments, segment ideas, at you and Ernest one on Twitter, I always try to get back to you guys there. But Got to get to you guys with regards to my New York Post play of the day that we've got for Sunday. And that is going to be out there on the West Coast as we're going to be going to 759, 760 on the betting board. The Bears of California are going to be playing host to the Big Green of Dartmouth. Dartmouth, an 11 after a 12 point underdog. Your Talents game, we're seeing it at DraftKings currently at 123. Most other books have this listed right around a 124 ish. And I don't care if you got 123 or 124. I like this total over. I want up saying it at a 132. One big thing that I've been trying to take a look at when it comes to college basketball is what teams wind up having some little bit more demonstrative home and road splits. And what we've found in college basketball right now is that Dartmouth is playing remarkably faster on the road than they are at home to the tune of eight and a half possessions per game faster on the road than they are at home. This is a Dartmouth team that they're able to sink their threes. They are able to shoot right around 36% from three-point range. They are headlined by Torres Samuels along with Brendan Mary. A pair of guys are combining for about 25 points per game. And with Dartmouth, you know what? They hit their threes and they give up the three-point shot. They're in the bottom 125 when it comes to opponent's three-point shooting percentage as well. We've got a guy for Cal by the name of Andre Kelly. Whenever I see someone with the first or last name Andre in college basketball, they are known as Andre 3000 to be. So Andre 3000 Kelly is able to give you 15 points, nine rebounds. I think that he's going to be able to win the battle down low, though I do think that Aaron Ray is going to be able to do a relatively solid job as well. A guy that's able to give you 12 and a half points, right around seven and a half rebounds per game for the Dartmouth team. Dartmouth is a team that really does a lot by committee. You've got a just bunch of guys in which the hole is greater than some of its parts. You've got guys like Ryan Cornish and company. They're able to chip in there right around eight-ish points points per game, something like a Garrison Wade has been able to do a solid job for the Starman team, but they're a team that they're very smart. They don't turn the ball over a lot, right around 11 half turnovers per game, so they are going to be able to keep things very clean, and you got a Cal team that they don't generate any steals. This is a Dartmouth team that they are not actively seeking to get a bunch of turnovers themselves. They get right around 13 and a half per game. That's not necessarily terrible. It's not necessarily great, so it's somewhere in the middle there, and for Cal, it's an offense that has actually looked a little bit better recently. Now, the fact that they played a couple of overtime games has wind up skewing the numbers a little bit, which is why I always tried to take a look on more of a per-possession basis and actual percentages rather than, oh, they're just scoring umpteen amount of points per game when you wind up playing three overtimes. Yeah, you're going to be 
looking a little bit better with regards to that. But when it comes to this Cal team, what I think is going to be very intriguing is what you're going to be able to get out of the backcourt because that is the main bugaboo for this team. Mikhail Foreman is someone that I just expected more from. Five points per game for the Sony Brook transfer. It's not necessarily been great, but Joel Brown has been able to emerge a little bit for the team. Six points, three and a half boards, two and a half assists per game. A guy that's sinking right around 42% of his three-point shots. And Cal, they're actually a halfway decent three-point shooting team, but right around 34%. Nothing great, nothing terrible. What they also do a very good job of, they don't allow offensive rebounds. When it comes to their defensive rebound rate, they allow a second chance on about 70% of opponents' misses. That's actually in the top five in all of college basketball. Fortunately, that's not really going to affect Dartmouth because this is Dartmouth is a team that they do not do a great job of being able to generate second chances. They are a team that they are casting away from three-point range, and that causes for a lot of long, strange rebounds as well, which I do think is going to cause for just a little bit of an uptick when it comes to scoring as well. And we always know if you wind up seeing a game that is right around like six to eight points as a differential with a minute left to go, that means that you're going to get a big, giant march to the free-throw line and Cal. They've been relatively solid at the free throw line, shooting right around 72.6% at the free throw line. And you've got a Cal team that they themselves have been able to do a solid job of being able to have some versatility. Grant D7 is someone that stands right around six foot nine. He's shooting 34.5% for three, 92% at the free throw line. He's been able to pump in there 11.5 points per game. And you take a look at this Cal team in general. Just with the way that they've been playing recently, I do feel a little bit better about this offense. They're still one of the slower teams in all of college basketball, and frankly, Dartmouth is as well. Neither of these teams are out, are above the top 200 with regards to possessions on a per-game basis, but you take a look at the returns for Cal, and they played five out of their last seven home games to the over. They've been able to exceed 70 points, and now three out of their last four games now. Granted, the competition has been Oregon State, Utah, Idaho State, and Santa Clara, so not necessarily monsters of the midway, as I always like to call it in this case, monsters of the Pacific time zone, but I do think that you're seeing a Cal team being able to mesh together a little bit more. Mark Fox had talked about when he wound up getting to Cal, wanting to push a tempo. Boy, has it not happened under Mark Fox, but you can tell that they're wanting to play a little bit faster, and I do think that this is going to be a relatively solid spot for the over, and I think that Dartmouth winds up covering this game. Keep in mind, Dartmouth wound up losing their game to Stanford by double digits. Those of you like myself that wound up taking a look at that game, that was very, very intriguing to say the least because Stanford very nearly covered that game in overtime, which they were about a 13-point favorite, which that would have been one of the worst beats I would have ever seen in my life. But that said, they wound up being able to force overtime against Stanford. They've already got a win to their credit against Georgetown as well. So I take a look at the spot. Set Dartmouth has more around a six-point underdog, so I'm going to be taking the points when it comes to Big Green. But the New York Post play today, I went over in this spot. As I wound up saying this, so more around about a 132 and a half. And right now in a lot of books, you're finding it anywhere between a 123 and a 124. So I do think that that's going to be a relatively solid game that we're going to be seeing on this college basketball Sunday. I'm also very intrigued as to what we're going to be able to get out of New Mexico. One of the teams that have been very quickly rising up my power rankings. They're going to be playing against SMU. SMU is between a six and six and a half point favorite in your total on this game. It is between 156 and a half and 157. If you're looking on the rotation, this is 745, 746. And SMU has been just really one of the toughest teams to gauge in all of college basketball because they've got so much talent. Got a guy in Kendrick Davis, who is one of the more underrated players in all of college basketball. Averages over 20 points per game. Five rebounds, five and a half assists. Shoots 40% from three-point range. And SMU, when you take a look at their offense, this is one of the most efficient in all of college basketball. The problem with SMU, and I have no idea how, and I have no idea why this winds up happening, but they have to have had the most blown double-digit leads over the span of 13 months in the history of college basketball. I mean, I have been in situations so many times where I feel like 
sort of like the rat that's in your house, apartment, what have you. They wind up seeing the cheese. They don't realize that it's a trap. And you wind up taking the cheese. You feel really good about it. And then like half a second later, boom, you wind up getting destroyed. That's been me betting on SMU the last few years. And I'm sure that many of you guys can relate as well. Because every single time you wind up betting on SMU, you feel great. And then it all winds up crashing down. But SMU, a team that does rank in the top 50 with regards to points scored on a per possession basis. And then when it comes to New Mexico, this has been a team that has really been pumping up the tempo. I love what Richard Patino has been able to do for this team. They are with regards to possessions per game in the top 15 in all of college basketball. And when you take a look at this New Mexico team, you got a guy in Jalen Ellis who's able to stuff the statute, 18 points per game. He's able to give you four-plus assists, solid three-point shooting team in general. When it comes to New Mexico, yeah, I think that you're going to need to get Jethro Muscatin going down low. He's been able to give the team six rebounds per game because you do have the Weathers brothers for this SMU team. I know that you've had... Marcus Seal with a little bit of an injury, so that is going to be something that you do want to be taking note of in this game. But when it comes to New Mexico, getting back Shaquan Singleton helps out the team as well. He wound up having some non-basketball-related health issues that wound up kept keeping him off the floor to begin the year. Very good to see him back out there on the court. He's been able to give this team a little bit more flow. And then when you've got a guy like a Jamal Mashburn, Burn Jr. is able to give you 18 points per game. He's able to shoot right around 35% from three. It does give this team a little bit of an X factor as well. When it comes to SMU, it's been a team that has been okay at being able to generate turnovers. They themselves are very efficient on offense with not necessarily turning the ball over, but at the same time, you're going to need guys like Zach Natal and company to be able to step up. I just don't know if that's going to be the case. So it's a spot in which I want to say SMU is more around a five and a half point favorite. So six plus going to be taking a look at the points. And this is one of the highest total that I wound up saying for any game on this Sunday. Set it at a 158, so I'm taking a look at the over. And in hour number two, we're going to be taking a look at more college basketball, but also some NBA as well. That's on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.